everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kill Your Yo-Yo, the podcast dedicated to yo-yo theory, yo-yo improvisation, and yo-yo performance. I am your host, Ross Levine, and I am on my way from my Redondo Beach house to my uh, Valley Village house right near Hollywood. Uh, so I am I'm driving, and I was listening to a podcast, and I was like, hey, why would I listen to a podcast when I can make a podcast right now? And so I am going to make a podcast, one that I've been planning for a while. Um, this is on the different stages of yo-yo development. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot, and it's something that I think every yo-yoer goes through. Um, also, you might hear my uh, my navigation telling me where to go throughout this episode. So if that happens, just ignore it. Uh, it's just, just telling me which freeways to take. So, um, uh... Uh, this is this is essentially the the, the basis of it. There's, um, I believe, five stages that I have. There is the the monkey stage, the cat stage, the beaver stage, the chameleon stage, and finally the unicorn stage. And these five stages uh, kind of mirror how we as yo-yoers develop, going from the monkey stage, which comes from monkey see, monkey do, that you're just repeating exactly what you see as you see it, uh, then into the cat stage, because cats are always curious, curiosity killed the cat, and cats are always exploring. So you go from just repeating to what you see to uh, the cat stage, where you are uh, exploring what you see down into the beaver uh, stage. Now beavers are the most, uh, they're, they're one of the animals that changes their environment the most, I think besides humans, because they're always creating dams. And so after the cat stage, you go into the stage of creation where you start changing uh, what you've learned in the cat stage through your exploration and you start to build your own tricks and you start to create and you become a beaver. And now I'm going onto the freeway and so I want to really focus on what I'm doing. Merging here, merging, merging safely. Alrighty-o. So after the beaver stage is the chameleon stage. In the chameleon stage, you're able to change your environment and create things as you want. However, you can change it to be whatever you want. So you have a lot more freedom in the chameleon stage. Um, that you are doing tricks and you're feeling them, but you're still sort of in that physical realm. After the chameleon stage is the unicorn stage. Now, the, uh, also for the chameleon stage, that's because chameleons can change how they look. They can change uh, th their appearance. And so that's essentially what you're able to do with your yo-yoing and with your tricks is you're able to change how they look. But once you enter the unicorn stage, which is the final, most optimal stage of yo-yo development, now you are a mythical beast. You can become and do whatever you want. And the reason that this is different from Chameleon is because you have a full understanding of, of the core theory. So this is what separates the Chameleon from the Unicorn, is the ability to understand the theory behind what you're doing. So that's just, that's just a quick introduction to this. Let me go a little bit deeper into these one more time. So the first stage, you're starting. And I'll, I'll give some examples from my life as I go through this as well. So in the first stage, I'm a monkey. I've just picked up my yo-yo. And what do I do? I buy a, a Dark Magic 2. I don't think it was actually Dark Magic 2. My first yo-yo 
was a one-drop M1 with uh, dice stacks. A rice stacks is what they called them. They were uh, they were little little six-sided die, so a D6 that had been machined on one side to fit onto a hub stack, and that was my first yo-yo. So I got that from Mitchell Ruskin at a uh, at a camp at a a, a a Jewish camp that I went to when I, like a summer camp when I was younger. Uh, I I forget the name of the camp, but I went there, and that's where I first started yo-yoing. And so I'm there with Mitchell Ruskin, and we're He's showing me yo-yoing, and I'm like a young little juggler magician dude, and I'm like, yo, I want to try to learn how to yo-yo because I want to be able to fit those yo-yos into my pocket. I can just fit one yo-yo in my pocket and do all that. I don't have to, like, carry around juggling balls or, like, all these massive magic props because that's what I thought that you needed for magic was big magic props. So I see that, and I, I pick up my first yo-yo. It's a, it's a one-drop M1, which is a terrible first yo-yo, very, very thin very bad spin times, just not a very good yo-yo. I love one drop, but that is not, and I love that yo-yo too, just not a good beginner yo-yo. Um, so that, but that's what he sold me. It cost me $50, uh, and it was getting passed around everybody at the kite shop. So I had the one drop M1, and what do I do? I go into the monkey stage, because that's what you default to. Monkey see, monkey do. I saw what Mitchell was doing. I saw him do a bind, for example. He wanted to teach me a bind. So he goes, all right, throw the yo-yo. Now take your non-throw hand, put it in front. Now take your throw hand, put it in front. Now pinch with your non-throw hand. Now slowly lower your non-throw hand uh, downwards, and that'll make it bind. And I go, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then he goes, great, now you're going to do a breakaway. And I go, okay, it's just like that one, right? Because I see him do it, and so I try to do it because I'm in the monkey stage. I don't actually know what's happening. I don't actually understand the trick formations and the string formations. I'm just seeing what looks like the bind that I just did, but now it's a breakaway, so I have to do it backwards, and so I'm back into the monkey stage, and he shows me, oh, no, 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 this is a breakaway, you have to do a backwards bind, so now I'm like, okay, I'll go and I'll do that backwards bind, and so I learn it, and I take my, my throw, my non-throw hand, I put it behind the string, I take my throw hand, I put it behind the yo-yo, I get this yo-yo onto the, the non-throw hand's uh, finger string one, or to the throw hand's finger string one, I pinch with the non-throw hand, I lower it, and the rest of it's the same. So I'm in the monkey stage, I'm just doing what he shows me, and then he tells me, now I have to learn green triangle. So I, I you know, I take the yo-yo, I throw it in a breakaway, I land it into a trapeze, I learn trapeze at this point now, because I'm, you know, skipping a little bit through time, and uh, then I go around my throw hand wrist, and then I, I drop it on, now I'm in a green triangle, and then I pop out the back, and then I land on the string, and so I'm just doing exactly what he shows me, it's that monkey stage, that I'm just sitting there doing exactly the moves that he showed me in exactly the way that he showed me, and that's what I think that a trick is. And that's what you will think that a trick is if you are currently in the monkey stage. And don't worry, because all you need to focus on, this is what you need to focus on in the monkey stage, is learning those tricks and getting those elements down. Because tricks don't exist, tricks are just drills to teach you different elements. So when you learn a bind, you're really learning how to get into a trapeze in a very simple way, and then you're learning what a bind feels like. Like, that takes time to learn what a bind feels like. I just talked to a kid, um, I won't say his name, but I just talked to a, a young kid who's just getting into yo-yoing. Uh, he bought a, a Magic Yo-Yo N12, or N11, uh, and kid, if you're listening to this, know that I am talking about you. Um, so, uh, I, I'm talking to this kid, and, uh, uh, oh, one more thing just for him to be identified for himself is I met his, uh, dad at the doctor's office. 
uh, he'll know who he is now. So um, he's he's very very young, and he's he's asking me about these different like oh is the N11 a good yo-yo and if I get should I invest in an edge should I get a shutter like what are the what's the best yo-yo to buy should I get something from offset yo-yo because he's he's been on YouTube he's seen Brandon and Gentry and Evan so he's getting advertised to already and so he's already starting to think oh I need to get the best yo-yo the best yo-yo is going to be make me a better yo-yo and that's just not true but you do fall into that often in the monkey stage of of that collector's mindset of when I get the next yo-yo, I'll be able to learn the bind correctly, but that's not true. You can bind on nearly any yo-yo. I learned how to bind on a one-drop N1, and that's not even a very good yo-yo. So all you need to focus on in that monkey stage is practicing those elements and getting them down super, super, super well. You need to be able to do them without thinking about them because these are fundamentals that you're learning in that monkey stage, and you wanna learn them so, so, so well. You wanna learn as many tricks as possible. But you'll notice a transition point. When you've learned a lot of tricks on either Yo Tricks or Yo-Yo Expert or any any uh, any tutorial that you're watching, which by the way, just stick to those two. In fact, I'd say, yeah, no, 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 just stick to either of those. Either of those are good. I think Yo Tricks has a little bit of an edge as far as um, as far as online tutorials for people in the monkey stage. This is, that is a really good place to start. Either that or Yo-Yo Expert, both excellent resources. Uh, Yo-Tricks Yo has a bit of an edge because of their app that helps you track your progress. But at a certain point, you're gonna be going through those and around trick 20, you're gonna go, I know a lot right now. And then around trick 40, you're gonna go, I'm sick of learning these tricks and doing them exactly as they're shown on screen. And some people give up at that point. I think Michelle Dower, uh, Justin Dower's mom, got to that point, and that's where she's at right now. And it's really interesting watching her start to move from that monkey stage into the next stage, which is the cat stage. She actually might be a little bit further than that, but um, but uh, but the cat stage is when you hit that transition point. This is the point of transition between monkey and cat. When you get so bored of YouTube tutorials that you don't want to learn them anymore, or just learning straight from someone, when you get so bored of those that you don't want to do it anymore, you're now in the cat stage. Uh, and uh, at this point, like you imagine you're in karate. You just went from a white belt to a yellow belt. Um, I was actually thinking we should have a string system where you're not allowed to use string unless it aligns with the point that you are in your yo-yoing progression, which I don't actually know what those grades would be. Maybe, maybe the subject of this podcast could be that grade, but uh, once you hit unicorn, you get your, your black string and you've earned your black string and now you can use all of the strings. So that's maybe what I was kind of starting to think about uh, last night when I was going to sleep, but that's just an idea. Anyway, here's what the cat stage is. The cat stage is when you are exploring outside of those core elements that you've learned. So now you know a lot of tricks, you've mastered a lot of tricks, you know them backwards and forwards and you can do them without thinking about them. Once you've hit that point, you can start to explore outwards. You can do a trapeze and then you can do an Eli hop and then you go, wait, I can land this Eli hop behind my head and so now you're starting to discover tricks that have been discovered before but they're kind of that next level trick where you make variations on the things that you already know and you start to play and and it is true curiosity kills the cat and when you're in this stage you will hurt yourself with your yo-yo you're gonna hit yourself in the head you're gonna hit your knuckles you're gonna bleed you're going to get scars from your cat phase and you'll probably get some from every phase 
beyond that. You might even get some in the monkey phase. But but this is a painful process where you're starting to, I mean, there, there's good and bad from it. This is kind of where I started to take my, for example, I learned a wrist mount from Mitchell Ruskin. And then I learned a little bit more from Yoshi Mikamoto and, and Anthony Rojas, all the other people, Julian Grunauer, my friends from the, the kite shop, Ty Goldman, Sam Schulman. I keep shouting people out, but uh, and essentially name dropping because all these people are amazing yo-yoers. But, uh, but uh, the, this is, so I learned uh, wrist mount and then a few different wrist mount tricks. So then I started taking, from all those people, so I started taking that and combining it and starting to innovate and create my own variations of a wrist mount combo. Nothing that that is completely original and just to myself. It's all stuff that's simple enough. It's close enough to the core of the web. Uh, if, you, if you know my, my web theory of improv, I may have written up a blog post about it at, a, I want to say, blog.illings.com. It, it's somewhere. Oh, man, I don't even think that link's in my bio anymore. But it might be in the links in my bio at Toys at I-L-I-N-X underscore T-O-Y-S on Instagram. But uh, if it's not there, maybe I'll try to put it in or PM me if you really want to see that blog post. Anyway, these are the tricks that are one degree of, uh, of, of separation from the root of your improv web. Where, where the improv web is is the core elements that you learned in the in the monkey stage. This might be too much technical jargon, but I, I swear this all holds uh, in my theories. My theories are going to get written up in a book, and all of this is going to start to make a lot more sense, uh, but only in retrospect. You're going to read that one day. You're going to come back to this. You're going to listen to what I just said, and you're going to go, oh, that's what the hell he was talking about. That's what one degree of separation from the <laughs> from the root of the improv web of the of the... Uh, tricks that I learned in the monkey stage means. But anyway, uh, these are the tricks that are are not just like, here's essentially what this means, a, a very brief explanation, is the, the root of the web of the, the tricks that you learned in the monkey stage just means a trick like trapeze, or a trick like boingy boing. Um, these are the tricks that are just the core tricks exactly as you learned them. One degree of separation away from that would be taking those and adding a variation to it. So it's taking the core information, which in this case is the trick, and adding a little something-something to it, uh, a little bit of innovation to it, a little bit of creativity to it, to make it so that this is a boingy-boing where your hands swap positions uh, during the boingy-boing. Or a boingy-boing where you are doing boingy-boing between the strings and then you do one just out, sort of like an Eli hop, and then back into the back string, and then back into the front string, and then back into your Eli hop. So that's sort of the sort of variations that you're going to start to discover in your cat phase, where you're just changing the things exactly as you learn them to make them more like your own. Now, after the cat stage, you move into the beaver stage. The beaver stage is a um, is a stage where you start to make real and significant change to your environment. So you're going to start to, like how a beaver builds a dam and changes the environment that it lives in, you're going to start to make changes to your yo-yoing that fundamentally change the tricks. Things that are a little bit more like you, you're going to start to find. This is around the time when I found, oh, I like slack tricks. It started with, I learned Yuki slack off of Yo-Yo Expert, 
And then, so that was in the monkey stage. Then I started playing with variations of Yuki Slack in the beaver, in, in the in the cat stage when I was exploring. And then in the beaver stage, I started to change myself. And I said, I love Slack tricks. I love how Slack looks. I love how Slack feels. I love how it, how it, how it all comes together. I love when the Slack lands on the yo-yo. So I'm going to start to move myself towards more Slack based elements and tricks and so I started learning more slack stuff and now that starts to become a fundamental shift in how I yo-yo is I I seek out tricks that are more slack based and I start to play with more slack tricks and I start to become a slacky flowy yo-yo player which eventually this so, so so here's sort of the shift is when you start to uh this is the shift from cat to beaver is when you start to discover I like tricks that are like this I'm going to now become a speed player. I'm now going to become more like Jensen Kimmett. I'm now going to become uh, a, a more, I'm, I'm going to become a yo-yoer who only uses wider yo-yos because I do such big and flashy tricks that I need to make sure that it lands on the string. If you are able to have that thought and really commit to it and then buy a bigger yo-yo, a wider yo-yo, and it actually helps improve your yo-yoing, you're officially at the beaver stage because you understand enough about your own yo-yoing and about all of your tricks and your elements that you're able to determine what is best for you as a yo-yoer and you're able to change your environment to fit the needs that you have. So that's sort of that shift when you're starting to change the tricks that you learn and change your own brain and change the, the props that you use, that's when you've really entered that beaver stage. After that is the chameleon stage. Now the chameleon stage is where I went from realizing that I like slack tricks and being good at slack tricks and I'm, I'm becoming a better yo-yoer and I've now got string that I like and I've got the yo-yo that I like. I, I was throwing the freak wave at this time. Actually, I was throwing the phenomism at this time in my development. Um, and then I got a freak wave, which I love that yo-yo. Uh, the dopamine is very heavily based on the freak wave. The reason I love the freak wave so much is because it can do anything I want it to. It's not too wide and it's not too thin and it's not too big and it's not too heavy and it's not too flowy, but it can do all of my grinds. It can it can crush finger grinds. I developed so many finger grinds on the on the uh, on the freak wave, and the dopamine has the exact same pump, so it's beautiful, beautiful for finger grinds. Anyway. I needed to upgrade my prop because I was upgrading myself. I was transitioning from a beaver into a uh, chameleon. And a chameleon, what differentiates a chameleon from a beaver is a beaver has changed himself to match his environment, but a, um, or sorry, sorry, sorry. A beaver has changed his environment to match himself, but a chameleon changes himself to match his environment. So now rather than uh, you know, grabbing different tricks that I like and starting to learn those tricks that are a little bit more like myself and, and starting to become, and you know, integrating those into myself, I'm changing my own tricks and creating my own tricks to match exactly what my style is. So beaver is really just the start of style. It's sort of the monkey of style. It's the monkey phase of development for style. But then uh, chameleon is where your style really starts to develop and you start to create tricks that are your own 
and you start to uh, modify tricks to the point where they're really your own style. And now you're two and three and four degrees of separation away from those core tricks that you were learning in the monkey phase. Now you're doing boingy boing, uh, but you're going off the string and then you're landing behind your head and then you're uh, you're rejecting into a bread stool behind your back and you're, you're, you're doing tricks that are specific to what you want to do. Or if you're me in the, in the chameleon phase, that's where I learned um, that's where I started combining my poise stuff in. When I started developing, um, like the windmill move came around in the chameleon phase. That's where I really started to come into my own and people start to look at you and go, wow, that, they, they don't look at you and go, wow, he did, um, he did Dylan Ben Harris's trick really, really well. They look at you and they go, wow, that looks like a yo-yoers trick, or sorry, that looks like Ross's trick. Like, they'll see someone else doing my trick and they'll go, oh wow, that looks a lot like Ross. When you get to that point, uh, which you don't actually need an outside observer to get there, like that's not, that's just like a confirmation. That's just a milestone. If that ever happens to you, you know that you've definitely arrived at the chameleon phase. But um, if you're doing your own tricks and you're going, wow, these are all clearly my style. These are all tricks that I've made that I can confidently say are my original work. Now you're in the chameleon phase because you are a master of creating yo-yo tricks. You're able, you're a master of the string and the metal. You know what you're doing. You know how to make it do what you want. You know what you want from the beaver phase and now you're able to execute and create any trick that you want. You can start in the in the chameleon phase to look at your tricks and go, uh, I, I want to make something that does this. So you start to think from an effect-based perspective, which is sort of a magic theory, that instead of like, uh, in magic, if you know how to make a how if you know how to make a coin disappear in a specific way, then you start to build tricks around that vanish. That's not really the best way. The best way to approach magic, and this is the same for yo-yoing, is you say, I want, I want to take a coin and I want it to disappear into a ball of fire, and then I want it to reappear. I, I want there to be a lit candle on the, no, 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 I want just a candle sitting. All right, here's the full effect. I just thought of this. Uh, there's a, a, an unlit candle sitting on your table. You have somebody sign a coin, and then, uh, then you say, watch, and you light a match. The match touches the coin. The coin bursts into flames, and then the, the candle that's on the table lights, and the coin is embedded in the wax of the candle halfway. So, so that's a uh, that's an effect. And I have no idea how you would do that effect. I don't know how that would happen. That's just what the audience would see. And that's really the best way to create magic tricks. And this is what all the best magicians say. This is how all of the top paid magicians work, and how all yo-yoers can start to think about yo-yoing too. Is um, they take a effect. They, they have something that they want the audience to see and they figure out, all right, how am I going to do this? If you're able to do that, you're in the chameleon phase. But there is one phase further than the chameleon phase. I know that sounds like if you're there, you're a master. And that's true. If you're a chameleon yo-yoer, if you're in the chameleon phase, you've earned your, I don't know, brown belt, I forget, red belt. I haven't been in karate since I was like four. But you are really, really far along, but you aren't a, a grand master yet. That comes at the unicorn phase. I am not yet a unicorn, but I'm getting there. I am currently, absolutely, I am convinced at the chameleon phase, and I am moving into the unicorn phase, and you are watching that 
as it happens. This podcast is part of my transition into becoming a unicorn. A unicorn is a mythical beast, okay? It can exist anywhere. It can become invisible. It can it can become anything. Uh, it's it's a let's just pretend we have a polymorphic unicorn, one that can become any creature that it wants to. A a, a chameleon can can do um, can do any trick, but a unicorn can create any trick. A unicorn is able to do a speed combo and horizontal and and vertical stuff. And uh, and, and and the real difference is that. When you become a unicorn, or you don't even have to be able to do that, but you have to be able to create tricks like that because you can conceptualize every single trick imaginable when you are a unicorn. A unicorn is a master of theory. A unicorn is somebody who, uh, like, it's like Albert Einstein, somebody who truly understands the theory of the work that they do at such a deep level that they're able to work. And Albert was the only thing he didn't do, I think, is biology. Like he was doing chemistry and he was doing physics and he was doing, uh, oh God, probably material stuff. He was doing nuclear, uh, nuclear engineering and physics and all this amazing stuff because he knew the fundamental theories of of relativity and of of all the, the all the true fundamentals. He knew the theory behind it rather than just the practice. Because you know any old person can put baking soda and and vinegar into a bottle and make a volcano. But but and and any old person can conduct a scientific experience experiment and then run the statistics on that. But only Einstein understands what's happening behind the scenes. There are people at the top of academia who truly understand the theory behind things. Like when you want to build a bridge, you don't just get some bridge building laborers together and tell them screw metal together. You don't do that. You need an engineer. You need somebody who really gets the fundamentals of engineering and forces and distributions of forces and and what a fastener is and why a fastener works and all the different metals. And you want to make sure that your metal isn't going to uh, uh, dissolve in in the elements that it's exposed to. Uh, So you need to make sure that you have that covered. There's so much that goes into building a bridge and there's also so much that goes into a yo-yo trick. So when you have become a unicorn, it's like you've earned your PhD in yo-yoing. It is the next level where you really understand the core of yo-yoing and you can watch any trick and you can go, oh, I know how that was done. I know why that was done. Uh, and, and now I can take that trick and I can make it my own and I can add my own style. This is when your style is maximized. You know exactly what your yo-yoing looks like and so does everybody else and it's defined and you know which tricks that you want to learn and you know which tricks that you want to avoid and you can think, oh, I want to do a yo-yo trick where I shoot it straight into the air into an absolute vertical along the z-axis and I want it to stay there. I want it to isolate. I want to do a point isolation, a linear isolation that ends in a point isolation where it's uh, a linear isolation along the z-axis then it ends in a point isolation at the maximum point on its vertex of its path on the z-axis. I want it to stay there for a second. While it's there, I'm going to do a pirouette about the uh, z-axis. I'm going to spin under it and then I'm going to land into a, uh, a Eli hop. Then I'm going to hop it out uh, vertical linear isolation along the x-axis. I'm going to do a uh, a, a over a, a a 
upside down pendulum over onto the positive x-axis and then I'm gonna land it into an Eli hop and then I'm gonna do a 3d Eli hop into the positive y-axis then go do a uh, a, a reverse pendulum into a negative y uh, 3D Eli hop and then I'll land it back in and so now this is a trick that I've just described to you using theory and and like you might not understand it because I haven't taught you the the words that I'm using yet but the fact that I'm developing these words and I'm starting to understand how to use my own theories and how to communicate with other yo-yoers and this is starting to get this is, this is gonna come out oh my god I'm gonna share with you basic yo-yo notation um, for free on my Instagram page very very soon uh, I have a video, it's like an hour long for you to listen to and learn all this stuff. And you'll understand what I'm talking about when you listen to that. Oh, I can't wait for you to hear that. Um, but once you've mastered the theory and you understand notation, you understand how to think about yo-yo and you understand all the different um, things. Uh, 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 Mark McBride is a expert. He, he is a unicorn. He understands the deepest level. Uh, Dr. Popular is a unicorn. Um, there, there's just, uh, I think Ed Oponic, I'd say is a unicorn of, uh, of, of his style. Um, Evan Nagao absolutely is a unicorn. Uh, there, there's people who are just at the very, 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 very top who know exactly what they're doing and that's what unicorn is. And that's, I'm basically at my apartment, by the way, I, I, I'm about to turn onto my, onto my street, but I just want to share these five things with you. Um, going from the monkey phase into the cat phase, into the beaver phase, into the, um, uh, oh shoot, uh, the chameleon phase, sorry, I'm making a turn right now, and then ending in the unicorn phase. Uh, I just want to share those with you so that you know where you are in your progression. You can think, where am I currently, and where do I want to be, and how do I get to the next level? You can always be thinking with a growth mindset you always want to be a little bit better than you were yesterday and these are just some milestones along the way to help you think about where you are and where you're going and I hope that this helps you uh, in some way thinking about it helps me a lot so um, I, I just thank you so much for listening to this podcast and uh, last thing just the one thing I want to plug is if you enjoyed this episode or any episode, I, I really, really, really would love if you would share this podcast with a friend, with a yo-yoer. We all know yo-yoers and that would just help this podcast to grow and to become uh, the amazing podcast that I really think that it deserves to be. Thank you all so much for being a part of this uh, and, and of my growth process. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Peace.